But uh, what are you doing now? You're at the Royal Box? I'm at the Royal Box. Have another uh, little time to spend there. Then I go to Las Vegas to Frontier. Ah, it's a sweet world, isn't it? Yes, indeed. Yes, and you do with The Tonight Show and Merv Griffin. You know, it's interesting how a lot of people start. George started out kind of, I don't know, here you're a success and, you know, I'm uh, still struggling. And uh, we both started out as disc jockeys. Right. And, uh, uh, did you start in Top 40 Radio as well? I, I was a little bit before Top 40, George. I'm, I'm afraid I was back in the good old days. It was Top 40 with the big sounds, the big chart, the big tune, the big teen sounds. Oh, yeah. really? You were that far along? I was that for a whole week. I was that guy. With the big sounds, the big chart, and stick around. We'll give away another dollar fifteen next hour, kids. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, no, I must have missed something. I was back in the old days, you know, where we used to have breakfast clubs and things like that. I, we were talking live about organ, and I remember the theme song used to be when the Red Red Robin came bob bob bobbing along, and that was certainly before Top 40. Well, that was one of the big sounds in the charts. It was moving up from 85 <laughs> to 83 this week. <laughs> but you're also doing some writing, aren't you? Well, I write for myself. I, uh, I did a few article-type things, but I'm not writing material for anyone. But uh, you do most of your own material. All of it, yeah. That's the only way I like to make uh, things from my own head. Hi, this is John Biney. You're listening to TV Confidential. Well, let's hear it for him. Come on, come on out here. George Carlin, he passed away on June 22nd, 2008. Wonderful wino. Wonderful wino. In Western yes. Walla Walla. And he did have a, a little background in broadcasting as well, and mm -hmm. he took that into his comedy. He partnered with uh, Jack Burns. Mm hmm who later would partner with uh, Avery, Shriver. Avery Shriver. And then uh, they eventually, you know, amicably went in, in different directions. Uh, George Carlin started out very clean cut, very straight laced. Mm -hmm. And uh, he started getting into uh, his, his 30s and found out that he, he uh, his, his opinions were much more linked to the younger generation. Al Sleet, the hippy-dippy weatherman. Yes, he was doing that before with he, your he looked like a, With yeah. your hippy-dippy weatherman. Tonight's forecast is <laughs> dark. <laughs> <laughs> but we, uh, yeah, he, he is, I've, I've gotten to meet his daughter, who uh, actually uh, did show up to Story Salon mm -hmm. and and uh, has become a Facebook friend of mine. But we have, a, I guess, a, a personal connection um, as to the legacy of, of George Carlin. I never had the pleasure of meeting him myself. But Donna and I were in Chicago. Uh, I was visiting my brother who had uh, you know, his, uh, his time with his kids. Mm -hmm. And my, my nephew took a picture of us with the Bob Newhart statue that TV Land mm -hmm. uh, erected there. So we're on the couch with Bob Newhart. And, uh, you know, we're giving him the camera, and he's taking a few pictures of us, and, and, and it's silly photos. But then my nephew at the time, 17, said, well, so who's the guy in the statue? And we had to explain who Bob Newhart was, <laughs> which, understandable, he's 17. Right. And we explained he's from Chicago, and he had a show, and he was set in Chicago. And we were talking about comedians, and he was a big fan of Stephen Colbert. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, you know, the mock news and all that. And he said, well, you know, where, where do you think that comes from? And, of course, his thinking was Saturday Night Live with Weekend Update. I said, well, before Saturday Night Live mocked the news, you know, George Carlin. And so, well, who's that guy? And I was, we were going through a whole meal, going everything from the controversy uh, with, his, with the, the broadcast of the seven words you can't say on mm -hmm. television. It was broadcast on WBAI uh, radio and the fact that this now has become an industry standard that we still use today, those seven words, which... I cannot say, <laughs> even 
in this content, but that has set a standard as to what. Well, especially now in this content. <laughs> no, we're, yeah. We're, Which we're, I, I guess we're legally, on KWTJ. No, no, no. Yeah, I know. Now, <laughs> now that we have gone terrestrial, yeah. I imagine there could be some legal disclaimer where you could say these are the words you can't say in right. that particular context, but I don't want to risk that. No. I mean, but that was a whole thing, and we were discussing that whole history. I like being on KWTJ. Yeah, so. <laughs> And watch we get all the emails. Sure, you could say it. It is in a historical context. Yeah. So uh, if we were on NPR, we could probably say it and we then get put, fired yeah, after yes, the fact. Yes. But um, but he, we, we talked in length about that, mm -hmm. and then we uh, went back to the hotel. First thing the following morning was the news broke that George Carlin, after wow. spending a good hunk of time, so, I mean, first order of business, went to a, a, a borders nearby mm -hmm. in Chicago. Uh, by the time this airs, there probably won't be any left, so yes, I guess I could say true. that yeah. safely. Yeah. Uh, and, and they had already set up a George Carlin display, wow. so I got him Class Clown and uh, some of the later ones, and he and my brother went through those CDs and analyzed. My brother explained some of the jokes that were a little bit more time-sensitive. And and they went out and bought more, and he became a devoted fan, and he has been uh, corresponding through Facebook with George Carlin's daughter, you know, sending you know articles and and, and comments and all that stuff. So it is, uh, I guess, in some small part, you know, we are going to keep that legacy alive. Absolutely. Uh, I will say that when he died. Uh, there, and I put this on my blog, and I hope I can do myself justice. Uh, you know, oftentimes when you when you have somebody who was such uh, an important voice to several generations, you know, why did they have to go? Because they still had so, there was so much still to be said. And at the point that he died, we were in an election cycle. Mm -hmm. You know, and and uh, you know, it would have been great if he could have been around to see the first black president yes. elected. Yes. And 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 uh, what he would have said, his reflections, even though he was getting a, a little older, a little crankier at this point. But, you know, and it's, and it's one of those things where I feel that um, we have to embrace our own inner Carlin. Mm -hmm. And we have to basically find, you know, basically fine-tune our BS detectors, not accept things necessarily because they're in print or they're over the airwaves, and, uh, and, and have the proper perspective and sense of humor about all things that are happening around us. But uh, so... You know, I think uh, I think every generation is going to keep the spirit of what he he stood for and what he was about. Uh, we just see him through John Stewart and Stephen Colbert, and uh, and whoever is at the helm of Weekend Update, and whoever is going to take uh, what is presented as truth and fact, and 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 kind of give us that comedic reality check, as well as through his own. Uh Albums, many of which are available on CD or DVD, as well and, as and, and all of his wrote, HBO wrote, specials, right? All of his HBO specials, um, and he wrote quite a few books. And brain dropping, napalm and silly putty. Mm -hmm. uh, when will Jesus bring the pork chops? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think we would have a Bill Maher also without uh, absolutely. And uh, so all of these people there. So I think it, his his legacy will uh, live on, and uh, hopefully. Uh, people remember the the origin, the inspiration for all these great comedians that we have now, who 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 they're taking their work from. One of my favorite routines is two minute warning. Ah, Ooh. yes. Which we, we we cannot say the punchline on the air, but uh, uh, but ba ba basically 
in his own in, inimitable way, part, part, you know, Carlin says, he's talking about death. He says, wouldn't it be great if we had like a two-minute warning and it's just, if, you know, the voice of God or whatever would come from, you know, say, okay, two minutes, get your act together. Um, and, 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 but it just, it doesn't happen that way. Well, fortunately, there's an incredible body of work and hopefully intelligent people will always have a place to put his stuff. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.